Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Pete Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. It's a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys presented by Boston Hemp, Inc. Friday, November 17th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Friday NHL card. Uh, of course, we've got another Global Series game about to begin in Stockholm, Sweden with the Leafs and the Red Wings. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll do that before we get to the recap of last night because we do know the time is of the essence uh, and that game is starting uh, in just a few moments from now. So let's get into it. We've got the Leafs and the Red Wings, the second of four games taking place over in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, we've got the uh, Leafs, a sizable uh, minus 180 favorite here uh, in this game uh, taking place this afternoon. Again, Avicii Arena, every game uh, in this uh uh, global series is taking place there. Uh, six and a half, the total shaded to the over uh, here in this game. Uh, first things first, cashed an easy winner yesterday with the over in the Detroit-Ottawa game, the first game uh, of this quartet uh, over in Sweden. The one thing I noticed, Alex, watching that game is the open ice and the bigger ice that you get over there in Europe. I don't know if it was a product of that or it's just bad defensive zone coverage, but there were guys left wide open for shooting opportunities in that game, both sides. I mean, there was just forwards left unmarked uh, in the offensive zone. And there were just these, just a multitude, plethora, if you will, of just these high danger chances. Now, is it a product of just shitty defensive coverage or was it just not being used to that bigger ice and that amount of ground to have to cover, you know, essentially in the defensive zone, but whatever it was, I mean, there was just, don't be fooled by the final score. It could have been nine to eight that hockey game last yesterday with Detroit and Ottawa. I mean, the, I thought the goalies Reimer had to make a couple of big saves, even after a bad first period. And then of course, um, Corpus Allo was the only reason that Detroit went scoreless for as long as they did, because they were out shooting Ottawa very heavily uh, early in that game yesterday. So the pace was off the charts. Clearly it looked like both teams were having some issues, you know, adjusting to the size of the ice surface there. So I'm back to the over here today, uh, minus 120 at Pinnacle, minus 125 in some other spots. Uh, by the way, Alex Lyon is making his first start with the Detroit Red Wings uh, here in this game today. Of course, their top two goalies, uh, Husso's un unavailable due to injury. And of course, James Reimer started yesterday. So uh, that leaves Alex Lyon to be the uh, starting netminder for the Red Wings in this game. Ilya Samsonov. Confirmed as the uh, starting netminder for the Leafs here in this game. And we know he's had a bit of a up and down season. So I like this uh, over here, six and a half uh, in this game. Uh, also, the, uh, you know, the both teams to score in the first period might be worth a look. Now, I know we got a tough loss, tough beat, you know, if you had that yesterday, because Detroit yeah. certainly had enough chances to score in the opening period. Then the floodgates open for them in the second period. But I think it's reasonable to expect at a plus price too, around plus 130. You know, both teams to be able to find the back of the net here uh, in the opening period. And then as far as props go, do I even have to tell you at this point, the Swedes, it's all about the Swedish uh, players, it's, you know, and we saw it yesterday. You know, Lucas Raymond wasn't exactly lighting it up. Let's keep that in mind before yesterday's game. And even he scores in his home country. 
for the Red Wings. These players are shooting. They they definitely want to try to make an impact. And how do you do that? You shoot the puck more. Raymond shoots the puck more, goes in. You see it for him. We talked about how Tim Stutzla, what a game he had yesterday. He had family and friends in attendance, a lot of them. Uh, and he had a hell of a game, had an assist, had the game-winning goal. Uh, I thought he should have done a round tripper around the bases. A walk-off home run is what that looked like. Uh, belted it out of the yard. Uh, what a terrific display of hand-eye coordination that was by uh, Tim Stutzlaw on the game-winning goal. I mean, just wonderful. I mean, just batted that puck out of midair and rifled it past James Reimer. Uh, if you've had the chance to watch the uh, slow-mo uh, replays of that, uh, it's, it's, fat, it's a great view of how that goal came to be. Uh, no question about that. So for me, as far as props, William Nylander plus 115, uh, anytime goal prop. Uh, and look, that opened as high as plus 140. So that you don't see a goal prop usually move 25 cents. But uh, I think a lot of people are onto this. William Nylander, red hot. Uh, obviously, uh, he's got not, he's got the most of anybody that I've heard that's going to have family and friends in attendance. 90 to 100 people, his grandparents that have never seen him live inside the arena play in the NHL. Uh, he is going to be, you know, flying out of his skates, I think, uh, not only today, but in both games over there in Sweden. So you can get Nylander plus 115. And I would, and I've got a couple of smaller shots as well. Uh, the plus 550 for two or more goals and the 2,500 for the hat trick for uh, William Nylander. So again, just small little shots there for William Nylander. I'm going to go back to Luke and also an assist for Nylander as well. Plus 110 Raymond goal and assist. Uh, Raymond goal is still plus 320 at FanDuel. Great price. Uh, the assist prop as well for Lucas Raymond, uh, which is plus 170 uh, in this game. And I'm going to take a shot. With, well, I'm going, going back, back to Cali. Cali, he's a Swede as well for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cali Yarncroke, plus 360 on him to score a goal at FanDuel uh, in this game. So I like Cali Yarncroke for Toronto as well. Uh, plus 360 goal prop. Also, the assist prop for Yarncroke, if you can find it. Most books have his uh, uh, assist prop out there. Actually, not many do, I should say. FanDuel does, though, at plus 200. So a nice price there with Cali Yarncroke assist prop, plus 200 at FanDuel. And then my lottery ticket of the day, if you will. This is the ultimate bargain bin. It's not my bargain bin special of the night. We'll get to that later. But you might as well call it a bargain bin special. This is the ultimate bargain bin. William Lagesson is also uh, a Swedish player. He is on the blue line today for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now he's a third pair defenseman. He doesn't put up much points. He only has one assist on the season. But FanDuel does have him listed, and he's two, plus 2,000, 20 to 1 to score a goal. I'm sprinkling just a couple bucks there. William Lagesson uh, here for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, again, he's only going to play third pair minutes uh, on the uh, blue line today. Uh, but again, maybe because he's at home, he's going to look to be shooting that puck a little bit more. So again, plus 2,000, <laughs> 20 to 1. That is definitely a lottery shot with William Logason here for the uh, Leafs uh, to find the back of the net. That's about it. It's really, uh, you know, you could bet Nyes and Matthews and Marner and certainly Perron and Debrinket on the Detroit side, uh, Larkin. Um, I'm keeping it to the uh, countrymen, uh, the Swedish countrymen here in this game as far as props go. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Leafs, Red Wings. Yeah, the thing I want to see is, is kind of just, you know, where is the pace going to be in this game? And, and definitely kind of looking toward Detroit, right? They were already playing. They've already, you know, been acclimated to the ice, acclimated to, to everything that needs to go on. Will they be a bit more focused 
and settled in in the first period? Or will they be trying to press because of how yesterday went and maybe they can catch Toronto kind of napping and kind of, you know, getting adjusted to, to, the, to the rink environment and the different things. So that's the, the, the key thing I want to look at. I would take a shot with both teams to score in the first period. Maybe we could see things kind of settle down a bit, may not be three or four goals in the first period, and then we could probably get a better number to attack with a libel. Yeah, that's exactly. That's a great point about the fact this is Toronto's first game in this arena on that ice surface in, a, in a, an actual game. Detroit does have that advantage of playing there yesterday. You know, I, I'll be honest. Detroit first period, I don't mind that look. The Detroit in the first yeah. period, you know, yeah. just the, the, the 20 minutes early in the game, you know, they've got that advantage of having played on that rink yesterday. Toronto's just experiencing it for the first time. So this is not an official play. I, I don't, I'm probably not betting it, but I, I'll throw that out there. If you buy into that angle, you could look at Detroit here in the first period. Uh, and obviously you get a nice plus price with them uh, in the opening period based on the fact they're a sizable underdog in this game. You can get plus uh, 130, uh, even a couple books at plus 140 on Detroit in the uh, first period uh, on the uh, money line. So uh, something to consider here, just that uh, maybe it does take uh, the Leafs uh, a little bit longer to get into this game after uh, you know, Detroit actually got the game under their belt uh, yesterday against uh, Ottawa. So uh, it's good to keep that in mind for sure. So that's about it. Like I say, for me, it's all about those Swedish players and especially Nylander. You know, we don't bet the two plus goals and the hat trick props very often, but man, uh, it feels like the elements are there. And especially with the form he is in coming into this game, yeah. the elements are there for William Nylander to absolutely go off. And we'll see if uh, maybe he's able to do that uh, today and or Sunday when the Leafs play again, their second and final game in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, against Minnesota. By the way, speaking of Minnesota, their game against Ottawa tomorrow, Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, we will uh, preview that game at, at later in this show because we won't be starting the Saturday show, of course, until noon Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Central. So we will give you your Minnesota-Ottawa preview for Saturday morning uh, later in this show. So you will not miss it. Uh, we will have you covered for Wild and Senators. Uh, before we get into the remaining two games on the Friday night slate, plus, of course, the Saturday uh, game in Stockholm with the Wild and Sens, we'll look back on last night, a busy Thursday night uh, in the NHL. Definitely some interesting results. Uh, a few in particular were really, really interesting. Uh, obviously, it starts with that great game in Stockholm. We talked about it, 5-4 uh, in favor of the uh, Ottawa Senators. They blew the lead, but they wrecked rescue themselves with the Tim Stutzla baseball bat out of the air, a game-winning goal in overtime, which was just outstanding. A very, very entertaining game. Lots of pace. Uh, the Senators getting the 5-4 win uh, over the Detroit Red Wings. Arizona, 3-2 against Columbus. And, man, the big story is not so much Columbus lost another game. It's how they lost and the fact that two of their best players stapled their ass to the bench again in the third period. Patrick Lyonet, John, Johnny Gaudreau, both benched in the third period against Arizona last night. Uh, that is troubling. When And Pascal Vincent, it's not like he's got carte blanche or the, the cachet to be benching players. This is a guy that's just getting his first crack at being a head coach. This is not like a John Cooper or a John Tortorella or someone that's been coaching for a long time, you know, that's garnered some, you know, like I say, some cachet. He's garnered some accolades. He's accomplished some things in the NHL as a head coach. Pascal Vincent hasn't, and yet he's already gone to the benching well with both of these guys, multiple uh, Goudreau multiple times, and now here with Lionate last night as well. Um, 
Your guess is as good as mine how that's going to go over. I mean, uh, certainly. I mean, are, are these two going to respond to it? Is is the dressing room, you know, kind of fractured right now? Are they not loving these tactics by Pascal Vincent? I applaud him. He's got guts. He is just barely a baby when it comes to NHL head coaching. And here he is, got the guts to bench his best player, Goudreau, twice already this season in the third period, and Lion A once. So, wow. I'm fat. Like, we're going to find out something about Columbus next game because uh, that could go one of either two ways. It gets the players you benched going, it gets the team riled up and fired up to play better, or it could go the other way. And it's just, what the hell, man? You haven't even accomplished a damn thing. You're a coach in the, for the first year. This is your first, what, 15 games as an NHL head coach, and you're benching us left and right. Where do you get off? Who the hell do you think you are? You know, there could be that kind of uh, response, too, from Columbus. But talk about that, Alex. That, to me, is even more, I, you know, the 3-2 score, the, another loss for Columbus. They're struggling mightily is one thing. But the headlines coming out of that game, what is happening? And we've got a coach that's now benched his best player twice, and he did it again with Line A as well. Uh, last night uh, that could either go one of two ways in Columbus yeah I mean it, it looks it looks pretty messy honestly like I said you you got you know think about the situation you had already at the beginning of the year you signed Babcock that whole thing blows up so now you have to get uh, Vincent to, to you know be in this role and now all of a sudden he's like said you know you're playing bad hockey okay that's understandable this is a, a bad team even if Babcock was going to coach it we're not shocked by that but now like you said you know showing this kind of uh you know power hand by you know, benching uh, guys a couple, you know, multiple times and benching multiple players, that's a mess. And you don't want to be on the wrong side of history doing things like this as coaches. I, you know, I watched an NHL network the other night and seeing uh, John Torchetti talking. And I'm just like, that's a guy who did not get a fair enough shake in the two chances, three chances he had coaching uh, in the National Hockey League. There's a bunch of guys you can run down and name that, you know, were good coaches, but didn't have that that shot. Don't blow this opportunity if you're, if you're Vincent, because here's the thing. You're in a bad situation where if this team doesn't turn around and those players lose your voice, not only are you gone, Kekalainen's possibly gone too, and now you got to start that rebuild all over again uh, if you're Columbus. So this is a really, really messy situation. It can only get worse here. I don't really see things maybe getting better. If they do, it's in the short term. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, this is this is not a good situation. Uh, it could be fractures uh, in the uh, in the locker room caused by this. I think it's just uh, really, really uh, interesting to see uh, how uh, the response is going to be. Uh, I honestly can't give you a great idea how they're going to respond to this and how Gaudreau is. Gaudreau was already benched and he didn't do anything the next game. He already showed you he didn't really step his game up the last time he got stapled to the uh, pine in the third period by Vincent. So. I mean, it feels like everybody's on edge and on eggshells now. Coaches are pissed. Players are frustrated. Fan bases are calling for coaches to get fired after a two-game losing streak. I mean, it's just like everyone just like fucking take a breath here, relax a little bit, calm down. I mean, my goodness. I mean, it feels like everyone's on edge right now in this league. Players, coaches, and fan bases. Yeah, really is remarkable. But, but there's a reason for it, though. You look at the standings every day and you just see – this kind of mismatch, right? Like there's a lot of things that none of us expected to happen that's been happening right now. We didn't expect Anaheim and Vancouver to make these leaps and bounds. We didn't expect Edmonton to look like dog shit. We didn't expect Florida to be hanging around in the middle of the road. So I think a lot of teams are realizing, hey, maybe we have a shot now where they didn't think they did at the beginning of October. Or there's some teams who are now kind of realizing maybe we got to really try to figure out what we need to do, but we can't rush and panic just yet because it is so early in the season. So yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty and it's making for 
wonderful hockey to watch night in and night out. We don't really know where where teams are standing, but uh, like I said, they're trying to, to shake things out, and they don't want to get left behind the curve because we are hitting that traditional point of American Thanksgiving where teams, you know, for whatever reason, they still feel this old antiquated thing of that's the time to know if we're a pretender or a contender. It's like there's still a whole lot of hockey to be played after uh, November 23rd. I wouldn't make that the cutoff point anymore. The teams are, are starting to realize that as well, too. You have time to still navigate, be a solid team, put together a playoff contending team, or put together a cup contending team, depending on where you where you stand. Uh, but you also have to make some kind of moves. You can't just sit on your hands right now, either, because there are a lot of teams that are playing competitive hockey right now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see, well, again, Columbus. That's now fascinating when they get back in action uh, here, uh, I believe tomorrow. Yes, they play uh, tomorrow. This uh, Jackets team uh, once again against. Uh, let me just see here. Um, no, actually, they don't. They're off tomorrow. Uh, Sunday in Philly uh, is their next game. So we'll see how uh, things fare. I mean, even Alex is wanting, ready to see some coach fired after what he saw last night. We'll get to that uh, in just a, a few moments. So, but uh, as we continue along with the. Uh, Thursday recap, uh, Vegas, man, what a wild game with Montreal. 6-5 turned into pond hockey with the Golden Knights uh, and the Canadians last night, a 6-5 win uh, in favor of the Vegas Golden Knights. I think good teams find a way to win when they don't have their best. I don't think they had their best. They Certainly Aiden Hill didn't have his best game, uh, but they found a way to win, uh, took advantage of some bad penalties late in the game by Montreal, uh, and the Golden Knights get a 6-5 win uh, over Cassius, so happy to see that. Well, they do play tomorrow night in uh, D.C., uh, sorry about that. Did I miss that? I guess they did. Yeah, they do play tomorrow night in uh, Washington, Columbus. So, yeah, that is definitely going to be a game to uh, well, bear witness. And, look, Washington's not a team you want to mess around with right now. Uh, Washington playing some pretty good hockey uh, at the moment. So that's an interesting uh, situation there tomorrow night for the uh, Jackets there in that game. Uh, also last night, uh, New Jersey 5-2 win over Pittsburgh. Kind of, you know, it's easy to say after the fact, but. I was leaning Devils, even with the injuries to Heeshear and Hughes. I'm like, they're going to win at some point without these guys. Uh, and sure enough, they stepped up. 5-2 win against Pittsburgh. Wasn't the Penguins' best game. Good news is the over was the best bet for me on the show, and we got it uh, with Devils and Penguins over 6.5 there. Very good effort by the uh, uh, Devils minus Heeshear and uh, Hughes. Uh, their best game by far without those uh, two players, no question. Uh, Tampa Bay with a 4-2 win against Chicago. They definitely played a better defensive game. Uh, the Lightning capitalized on some of their chances. They get a 4-2 victory over the Blackhawks. Uh, Vancouver, uh, that was the first time where they looked a little fatigued, a little gassed, uh, and you could tell. I mean, they go all out on the East Coast. They go back home for one game against the Islanders, and then they're back on the road on a back-to-back, and you could tell. They just they didn't have a second, um, a second wind last night. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks in that game, they lose 5-2 to the uh, Calgary Flames. The promising news for the Flames is that's two really good games in a row from Markstrom uh, in that. Jacob Markstrom was the reason they beat Montreal because I thought they got outplayed in that game, and he was very good last night as well against the Canucks. Is this a sign that he is starting to get his consistency uh, and his game back? That's the big question. Uh, Seattle, a battle of struggling teams. They survive with the 4-3 shootout win against the Islanders. Uh, what a wild shootout. I think it was seven or eight rounds deep, uh, the shootout, before Seattle finally won it. Another loss for the Islanders, their seventh straight loss. Uh, I think now it's just a question of when, not if, potentially Lane Lambert might be sent his walking papers. Yeah. Uh, and John was talking about it with us last night on the DM that, you know, it might might be with uh, like with Dean Evason where they might wait until after the Sweden trip ends 
to, you know, fire him if you're Minnesota. They might do that with Lambert. Wait for the road trip to end in Calgary uh, on Saturday. And then when they get back to Long Island, that's when it gets announced that uh, uh, Lane Lambert might be gone. So uh, keep an eye on this. Everson and Lambert are definitely on, uh, you know, the hot seat and definitely on death watch, if you will, right now, uh, as far as coaching is concerned. But important win for Seattle. They needed it to beat a struggling Islanders team at home. Wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. What was pretty was listening to the great voice of John Forsland again last night. Yeah. Just outstanding, man. Uh, the pace, the tone in his voice, the cadence. Uh, it's just a great listen when it comes to play-by-play in hockey. And he was great down the stretch and in the shootout as well. He uh, Seattle gets the win 4-3. Uh, Kings with the 2-1 to win against the Panthers. Finally a home win for the uh, LA Kings last night. Uh, ended up getting in on them. I said I would on the show yesterday at minus 130. Uh, I said, you know what, even though Florida's red hot and the Kings haven't been winning at home, they're at home for f- four straight days thinking about two straight home losses to the Penguins and the Flyers. I figured you'd get a really good, strong effort for 60 minutes, and you got it, especially defensively from them. They were very good. They didn't give Florida a whole lot. And Cam Talbot made the saves that he had to. And Cam Talbot's playing well. Let's give him credit. This is a nice little stretch of goaltending from Cam Talbot in recent games. And then we uh, the other late game, uh, when you if you would have seen the final score be 5-1, you know, you would have thought maybe St. Louis Blues 5-1. Not the case last night against the San Jose Sharks. 5-1 San Jose. Uh, they're down 4-0. Uh, Joel Hofer was not good uh, at all. But the whole team, it's like they didn't even show up last night, the St. Louis Blues. It was a disaster. It was a train wreck. And I was worried about that. I said, St. Louis is not a minus 200 lay the price with type of team on the road, even against a team like San Jose. So I'm glad I stayed off that as far as a side perspective is concerned. And credit to San Jose. Uh, 5-1 win. They get the job done. But at the same time, as much as I'm giving them credit, I'm giving a lot more discredit to the St. Louis Blues, who quite frankly just, they, they basically pissed that game away. It's like, eh, we don't need to worry about this game. On to the next one. Uh, who cares? That's what they took. They played so bad that it was like a who cares mentality uh, from the St. Louis Blues uh, last night. And even Alex was so, you know, disgusted by this yeah. performance by St. Louis tonight that he's like, how long is Barube going to hang on here? Right, uh, as yeah. the head coach of the uh, Blues. But I was saying to him that all through the disaster year last year, Doug Armstrong had a million chances to fire Craig Berube, and he never did. So I'm like, if he didn't fire him last year at any point, I don't think he's going anywhere right now. Uh, and uh, But uh, ugly, ugly performance last night by the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Alex, thoughts on last night? Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's unacceptable. When you're a team like St. Louis, right, like you're not obviously a, a cup contender. But you, like I said, you're one of those teams that, okay, you put together a solid enough season. You still have enough uh, talented guys, enough veteran guys that maybe you could make a push for a wild card, right? Because you look at what you have, you don't have anything really in, in the cupboard as far as prospects go. There's not really much talk about this team making a full rebuild yet. But, you know, how long can Barube hang on to the fact that he helped this team go from worst to first, you know, years ago and, and help win a cup? Like that, that – ship has long sailed now and this st louis team just seems to be inconsistent and in complete disarray you know we talked about last year the goaltending bennington hot bennington cold you know you had huso then he left now you got hofer hofer is not nearly the same caliber of goaltender when he showed that last night a couple of those goals that he gave up were just awful uh and like you said you know you're gonna have teams that are gonna lay an egg in the shark tape that place was half empty last night it was just just a depressing kind of atmosphere uh until the Sharks started to win of course and then the fans got uh riled up but that's the only way you're going to even be able to get some value on san jose is 
can you catch a team that maybe just plays disinterested or then the end of a long you know road trip or they're going through some some issues internally those are the only spots that you can even uh really kind of look to favor uh san jose in any kind of betting form but st louis just seems to be in a world of trouble and i've seen barube's name at the top of that list of you know coach to be fired and i wouldn't shock me if they make that change at some point uh may not need to be right now because like you said this is just kind of a team that's just floating around if they feel like they can make something uh, happen, you, you fire them earlier. But if not, you just kind of hang around and just really assess what are you doing here and beyond if you're the St. Louis Blues. It just seems like a team that really seems to be caught in no man's land. They aren't in the Chicago, Arizona space of rebuilding fully. And they aren't in that even that Minnesota, Winnipeg full like, oh, we can if we get into the playoffs, we could do something. They just yeah. lost. Well, that's exactly it. Like they're pro- they're not going to be a playoff team the St. Louis Blues, and they're not so bad that they're going to be, you know, top three surefire pick in next right. year's draft where you got Celebrini and you've got all these really good kids that are still available. It's maybe not the 2023 quality draft or depth, but still pretty good uh, players available at the top of that draft board next year. And it's not like St. Louis is going to have the best chance to get one of those. So, yeah, you're kind of spinning your wheels a little bit here. Uh, if you are them, we are underway, by the way, in Sweden. They just dropped the puck with Leafs and Red Wings. Beautiful uh, job by them to getting uh, the son of the late Boria Salming uh, to drop the ceremonial uh, puck there, the ceremonial nice. face-off. Really nice. Uh, well done uh, by everyone there getting that arranged. All right, so we got two games tonight, and then we will talk Minnesota-Ottawa, uh, the Saturday game uh, over in Sweden. So Buffalo-Winnipeg is next up. Uh, Jets minus 180, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, yes, we have we have a couple of these tonight uh, in the NHL as far as goaltending and goaltenders in not only playing and starting, but goaltenders that will be facing their former team. Uh, we've got that with this game now with Eric Comrie uh, listed as the starting goaltender for the uh, Buffalo Sabres, Connor Hellebuck in net for the Jets. And uh, yeah, this was Comrie's old team. So uh, definitely he's going to be uh, amped up uh, to play uh, for the uh, Sabres. And look, he's... It, He's very capable. He is. He's, he's going to have his bad games too, no question. But this is definitely a guy that's had some really good starts at times as well for the uh, Sabres when he's gotten the opportunity. 2.45 goals against, 914 save percentage, 1-1 one one, uh, in his two previous starts uh, this season for Buffalo. This is an interesting game because, to me, you'd think throw Buffalo in the trash heap right now. Uh, Tage Thompson's injury you know, is going to be out significant amount of time. Uh, it's just such a black cloud over this Sabres team. How do they respond to it? And, of course, we didn't see them play well at all against Boston uh, in their last game. But sometimes that first game without that star player, you get everyone kind of pulling up the bootstraps for one night, you know, and finding a way. And I think Buffalo is going to play a, a, bit, a good game tonight. Will it be enough to win? We'll see. It won't be easy. The Jets are playing well. It's not easy to go against Winnipeg uh, at this point in time. Uh, they, they played very well in this current homestand. Uh, if you look at the uh, numbers, uh, Winnipeg 4-1, and one, their last five games. They're scoring goals in bunches uh, right now, too, uh, this uh, Winnipeg team. Five goals against Arizona, five against St. Louis, six against Nashville. They got held down in one game against Dallas. They lost 3-2 to the Stars. They're only lost during that span. And then they put a six spot on the board against the New Jersey Devils. So very, very impressive uh, from this team offensively. So I like, I'm going to take a shot here with Buffalo. Small shot here at plus 150. 
Comrie. And, but, and another thing I, that keep points me a little to Buffalo, I think they'll be inspired first game with uh, since Tage's injury, and they've done well in Winnipeg, believe it or not. Go back and look. The last two years, they've taken a trip to Winnipeg. They've won uh, each of the last two visits uh, in Winnipeg against the Jets. And I remember a couple of those games too, Alex. The Jets looked totally dispirited, uninterested, uninspired. You know, they just played New Jersey. They played some big opponents lately, Dallas. Now you play Buffalo. You got Arizona on a back-to-back, you know, tomorrow night. So um, I think there's a vulnerable spot for Winnipeg here for as well as they're playing. And uh, so I'll grab a little Buffalo plus 150 uh, here in this one. Alex, what do you think? Sabres, Jets. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn on this side. Like I said, especially now, even, you know, Eric Comrie getting that start, you know, the old team angle, it's something I'm looking at in the other game. Be, uh, but uh, this is one of the said sidewise. I just never really came to, to fruition with anything here. So I'm looking at a player prop uh, with Buffalo. I'll be talking about that a little bit later on. But this might be one of those games I'm kind of watching and waiting, maybe looking for something in the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a shot here. Buffalo plus 150. They played well in Winnipeg the last two years. And they have just been generally very good against punching above their weight class on the road in this road underdog role. We've talked about that a lot with Buffalo. This has often been the time when you want, you know, to be betting on the uh, Buffalo Sabres road underdog against a uh, a team that's either comparable or better. It's it's really remarkable how many times they've stepped up. They've played some of their best games, honestly. Buffalo the last year or two when they've been on the road as underdogs against teams they're not supposed to be. Uh, so I do think Buffalo's got a shot here tonight. There are some props. Cousins on the top line centering it. I'm interested. Uh, but Durka, Durka, Durka has been good. Middle stats probably going to get some more time. And on the Winnipeg Jets side, you know we're going back to the well with Cole Perfetti. That's who. Cole Perfetti is just rolling right now for the Winnipeg Jets. He's playing with confidence. He's in the top six. He's getting the power play time. Four straight games with a goal entering tonight for Cole Perfetti. Uh, so I'm right back to the well with Cole Perfetti to score a goal tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And you can find that still at a very good price, a plus 300 uh, at FanDuel for uh, Cole Perfetti uh, right now. The way he's playing at the moment for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, it's uh, very – and, of course, Kyle Connor can't be stopped um, right now for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. But, again, you're just not getting the prices that you, that I look for with the bargain bin. I mean, you're getting plus 120 or 30 with Kyle Connor these days. Not a ton of value, but, you know, he is pretty – it's as close to automatic as right now there is uh, in the NHL. Kyle Connor is on a huge uh, goal-scoring surge for the uh, Winnipeg Jets in recent games. All right, Florida Panthers, Anaheim Ducks, the late game tonight on this Friday slate. Florida minus 180, a road favorite, 6.5. The total, of course, this is back-to-back for the Panthers, but as we've said numerous times, the L.A. to Anaheim back-to-back with no air travel, and you get to sleep in the same bed, same hotel – uh, it's not a huge detriment. Uh, it's just a trip down the uh, I-5, the highway there to uh, get to Anaheim. So it's not that, that big of a deal for Florida. Coming off a 2-1 loss to the LA Kings last night. Anaheim's coming back off that two-game road trip, but it was a mini road. It wasn't that long. So it's not that bad of a first-game home off a road trip spot. You only went to Nashville and Colorado for two games, and now you're back home. And they're get, coming off a game where they got absolutely dismantled, especially in the third period uh, by the uh, – Colorado Avalanche the other night, eight to two. It just ran out of gas and hit a wall. Uh, you could tell that's what playing back to back on the road with the back end of the back to back being in Denver in the thin air and altitude. That's what it can do to you. Uh, and we definitely saw it from Colorado and that or Anaheim rather in that game, just having a tough time once that game got into the third period. 
This is one where I'd probably like a little dog and draw split. I'm probably going to look in those directions here, maybe a little on the draw, a little on the Anaheim side, plus 150. Uh, I think definitely you could look at some uh, both of those. I mean, to me, Florida on this road trip, this is where we're going to find out something about them. Okay, you started the road trip beating San Jose, big deal. Uh, and even that game, Alex, they struggled. They were down 3-2 in the third period. They had to rescue it with three unanswered goals. I mean, they were in danger uh, against San Jose. Yeah. They lose to L.A. last night. You know, they've been awesome at home. They're still, the road record's not great for the Florida Panthers. This is going to be a tough road trip, and Anaheim's no pushover anymore. Uh, it should be John Gibson in net for Anaheim. It's likely on the back-to-back, especially giving him a chance to face his old team. He was there for four years with Anaheim. Anthony Stolarz, you know, we probably will see him starting in net tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers. Hasn't been confirmed, but I am very, very confident it's going to be Anthony Stolarz uh, here tonight for Florida in net against his uh, former team, uh, the Anaheim Ducks. That said, I lean Anaheim with the uh, plus 150 and the draw, which actually you can find at plus uh, 390 right now at FanDuel. A very, very rich price indeed to look for this game to go to overtime. And last year, it was a one goal. Well, it was a 5-3 game in Anaheim, but there was an empty net goal. It was really a one goal game. It was 4-3 and then there was an empty net goal. And then the game in Florida last year between the Ducks and Panthers, it did go to overtime. So close games last year, the draw is live, in my opinion, here tonight. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Panthers, Ducks. Yeah, right there with you on the draw. Uh, Two of the last three meetings have gone past regulation. Like you said, that third one, there was a a late goal with an empty net. So that was essentially could have been a one uh, game decided by one goal. So you have close margins, two teams that just kind of play, uh, you know, tight kind of a game, especially with Florida. Except, you know, we talked about how this team has really done well, you know, uh, weathering the storm of missing those guys in the back end and, and Ekblad and Montour. And, you know, these are the kind of games that, that they tend to, you know, find themselves winning with, you know, playing against the Anaheim team that they're good. You know, I, I definitely have loved the way that they've played so far. But, you know, this is going to be a good kind of back and forth battle. It won't be a, a slow paced kind of game. I think they play right in the Florida system. And I think we see. Goals going back and forth, not necessarily high pace variety, but it's going to be a, a close enough game with a draw, especially 390. Like I said, FanDuel is having incredible prices, at least 20 to 25 cent higher that I've seen this week. I've been trying to track these, finishing this article up. It's 20 to 25 cents higher at FanDuel than the average rest of the books you find domestically or even offshore when betting the regulation draw. So if you are someone who plays these often, like I do, FanDuel is definitely a book that you need to have in your arsenal uh, in regards to that. But, yeah, definitely interested to see how Stolarz plays against the Ducks. He's never really played a full game starting against them. The few minutes he had, that was during his time before he rejoined the club. So uh, definitely interested to see how, how he responds with that. And, and Gibson as well, uh, you know, seeing how Gibson responds, you know, coming back after, you know, being off of a start or two, seeing where his head is at mentally, where he is. So this is it's definitely an observation game, but I feel like it can go past six minutes. All right, Alex, liking the uh, draw here, uh, plus 390. We like the sounds of that when the draw king is uh, aligned uh, with one that I'm looking at. And as far as the uh, props in this game, look, I know what you're thinking, Cuban Wayne Gretzky. I hear you on that. It's, I got that. It's it's just one of those bets where it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because he just doesn't score very often, Radko Gudis, does he? Although this year, I will give him some credit. He does have three goals and three assists this year. And two of those goals have come in the last three games for the Anaheim Ducks. So he is actually a little bit of an offensive surge right now. Radko Gudis for the Ducks, two goals and four points in the last three games. 
and against his old team, the Florida Panthers tonight. Um, <laughs> I, I think he got to sprinkle something on it. I really do. I, 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 I mean, he scored two in the last three games. He's facing his old team. There's plus 1,700 at Bet Rivers out there for him to score a goal. 1,200, 12 to 1 at FanDuel, BetMGM, DraftKings. Why not? Uh, take a little shot on Radko Gudas, that sniper, that Bobby Orr uh, of 2003 on the blue line. Uh, Radko Gudas uh, to maybe find the back of the net against his old team. So uh, not crazy, not cra- especially at that price. Why not uh, take a few uh, shots on it there? Uh, put a few bucks, I should say, on it there. Um, you know, for Anaheim, it's pretty much status quo. As far as their props, I mean, McTavish and Vetrano in, in particular are the ones I've been targeting uh, from their uh, standpoint. Looks like Leo Carlson. Keep in mind, I think this is a rest night for him. Remember, they're going to load manage Leo Carlson a little bit uh, this year, and it looks like tonight's going to be one of those nights. And, of course, Trevor Zegers is on IR. So, you know, they will be minus a couple forwards tonight, Anaheim, uh, with those two out. But uh, still, uh, I think, capable of uh, giving Florida – uh, a battle tonight. And then on the Panthers side of the uh, equation, as far as their props tonight uh, in this game, I-, I will say this and look, Ekblad and Montour are going to be back soon. Um, but Ekman Larson does deserve credit. They've gotten a lot more out of him than I thought they would. They really have. I mean, he's been, uh, I think, I think he really got, uh, you know, his pride wounded by how bad he was in Vancouver. And obviously before that, too. This is a guy that was a very good defenseman for many, many years. Oh, look, at there's two former Red Wings in the crowd, Nicholas Cronwall and Jonathan Erickson, that they've, they're showing on camera right now. Uh, both Swedes, both great careers yeah. there with Detroit for a long time. Uh, yeah, a little FaceTime there for Nick Cronwall and uh, Jonathan Erickson. Matt Sundin's in the, in the building, too, of course. Yeah, so all, everyone's out there to watch this uh, Leafs-Red Wings game in Stockholm. But, uh, yeah, getting back to um, – Florida. I mean, Ekman Larson's been solid. And look, he's piling up points right now. Uh, Ekman Larson enters this game with uh, seven points uh, in the last uh, seven games. So he's basically producing at a point per game clip right now uh, for the uh, for the Florida Panthers. So not bad. So his props might be worth a look. I'd also say Rodriguez, Reinhardt, Verhage starting to heat up a little bit. Uh, they'd be worth a look as well as far as the props go for this uh, Panthers and Ducks game. Yeah, the live over is five and a half now in this game. Still scoreless yeah. about eight minutes in. So waiting for plus uh, money on that. Yeah, you're getting to the point where you know you're going to start getting some really good uh, prices there uh, potentially very soon. It's minus one forty. So you wait another three minutes or so of scoreless hockey, you might get even money or plus money uh, with the live over uh, in no, this Leafs red. Mind. I think it's a goal. Uh, we will uh, take a look here. Uh, nope. No, I'm watching the game right now. Nothing. They're oh, facing okay. them right now. Yeah, you're 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 good. Um, all right. So uh, next up, uh, that's it for Friday. By the way, Friday's games, but we're not done yet. We're going to look ahead to Saturday, and on Saturday we've got the third of the four global series games taking place in Stockholm, Sweden, at uh, Avicii Arena. It is the Minnesota Wild and the Ottawa Senators. And right now, the uh, it looks like even money. Not a lot of books. Not every book has this uh, price right now. But I'm seeing um, DraftKings has minus one ten uh, on both sides, and the total six and a half uh, here for this uh, Wild and Senators game uh, Saturday uh, in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, so when you look at this matchup here, Wild and Senators, Ottawa's the team that's had their first game under their belt already uh, in Stockholm, whereas this will be the first uh, game for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, in this building, in this venue. So we'll see 
how that affects both of these teams uh, tomorrow. But, you know, I don't want Minnesota right now. It's probably I'd have to lean Ottawa. Uh, Alfredson's going to be behind the bench again. I'm not saying that's why they won, but come on. There's definitely a little extra adrenaline that goes through your veins when you see Daniel Alfredson behind the bench if you're an Ottawa player. There has to be. It's one of the great uh, great players in franchise history. Uh, and they found a way to win. They had a big early lead. They coughed up the lead. That's not what you want to see, certainly, if you're Ottawa. But they got the uh, job done still. They won in overtime with the Tim Stutzla goal. Uh, I certainly lean Ottawa right now, minus 110. I mean, Minnesota looks like a, a free-falling train off the tracks, you know, at this point in time. We're certainly of the belief or that there could be a coaching change made by Minnesota after these two weekend games in Sweden. Uh, Ottawa on Saturday and then Toronto on Sunday. Uh, after those two games, we could see the end of Dean Evason uh, as head coach of the uh, Minnesota Wild, but it's been a brutal stretch. They are only two and seven uh, in their last three games or their last nine games on a three-game losing streak coming into this one. You know, Ottawa's at least per- picked it up since they had that players meeting uh, after the loss to uh, Tampa. They've won three of four since then. They beat Toronto. Uh, they lost on a back-to-back to Vancouver, but you know, that's a tough spot against a really good team. Uh, and then they beat Calgary and Detroit uh, since then. Calgary at home and then the first Sweden game yesterday against Detroit. So, you know, I, I, to me, it's Ottawa or nothing uh, in this game at minus 110. I don't want this Minnesota team. Um, probably back to the well with the over. We'll see. Uh, but six and a half, you know, with the way these pace games, all, that being said, we don't have a goal in the first nine minutes of Toronto-Detroit, but obviously still lots of uh, time left uh, in that game. Uh, But lean over, lean Ottawa right now. And as for props in this game, props of note, I think we'll see if Stutzla's still got the family there. If he does, I'm interested. Joel Erickson X, the obvious choice for Minnesota. He's the Swede of prominence uh, in this game, particularly on the Minnesota Wild uh, side of the equation. So uh, Joel Erickson X, definitely uh, someone to keep in mind. Uh, You could definitely look to uh, get his props involved uh, here in this game. I want to point something out because someone brought this up to me. Don't screw this up. Ian, uh, the, you mentioned the Swedish players and had to bet on them in these Stockholm games. What do you think about Matt Zuccarello? And I had to come back to him and say, he's not Swedish, my friend. He's Norwegian. Don't get that. I know Matt's, everyone thinks M-A-T-S. Matt's is a Swedish first name. I get that. But it is, he's a Norwegian. Yeah. He's from Norway, not from Sweden. So be careful with that. Uh, that's not the same thing. Uh, Joel Eriksson Ek is from Sweden. Uh, so that's the one you want to target, really, if you're uh, the Minnesota Wild. Not to mention, you know, uh, he's been very good as far as uh, production all season for them. You know, eight goals, six assists, 14 points uh, on the season for Joel Eriksson Ek uh, coming into the game tomorrow. So uh, keep that in mind. Definitely some good uh, value uh, as far as uh, that is concerned. And again, you're going to get probably good prices there for uh, Erickson. I'm going to just look ahead to tomorrow, see if um, uh, Betstamp has the uh, props already listed for uh, Erickson Eck tomorrow. Plus 180, uh, it looks like. Bet Rivers mm-hmm. has his props already. So plus 180 is what we are looking at for uh, Joel Erickson Eck as far as goal scorer prop for the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, tomorrow. Now, you could, if you want, the lottery shot for Minnesota would be Jonas Brodeen. He is a Swedish defenseman, obviously, for them, but he's one of those guys that's not going to be a big-time point producer for you. That being said, he's also playing in his home country. He has one goal, six assists on the season. He did get an assist in that Dallas game, uh, the last game they played. So if you want to take a uh, a big value shot, he's 10-1 to 1, uh, to score a goal, Brodeen, 
uh, for uh, Minnesota. But the main one right now is um, Joel Erickson Eck, certainly for uh, Minnesota. Uh, Alex, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, Stockholm, Sweden. What do you think here, Minnesota, Ottawa? Yeah, I like this over here. Uh, of the four matchups, just kind of looking even before, you know, seeing anything that we saw yesterday or right now, I just automatically looked at this over because of the fact that Minnesota's defense has been just struggling mightily. Uh, and now when you look on top of how Ottawa, like I said, the offense getting, getting uh, you know, in, into rhythm here too. These are two teams that were already trending high to, toward overs, so first period and full games. So I would be taking a shot here with both of those. Like I said, early starts, I'm going to be betting six and a half. I already laid actually laid the dollar ten at points bet uh, before we got on air. But for the first period, I'm waiting for those to open up a little bit more wide. I would go as high as a dollar forty five pregame. Anything higher than that, then you should just you know get on up and, and watch it live and try and look for something uh, a little bit cheaper in price. But I definitely think we're going to see pace back and forth. These are two teams, like you said, they both could be making changes when they get back to North America. DJ Smith's job is not entirely safe either. But certainly Dean Evison has the hottest seat uh, in the entire world right now, and, and that team needs to rally around. If they don't want him to leave, they need to rally around and, and, and play like hell in these two games. And uh, like I said, Joel Arison, X definitely guy I would have circled for a goal, uh, power play points as well. And with Brodine, like you say he's not that big of a point producer, but maybe take a shot. Those of you who are still betting shots on goal props, maybe take a shot with the over with uh, Brodine. They might give him a little bit more ice time. I've noticed, yeah, you definitely could see him shooting the puck quite a bit. I know Raymond, I think, yesterday uh, for Detroit in the uh, Detroit-Ottawa game, uh, he flew over his uh, shot prop uh, in uh, that game pretty uh, easily, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he had four shots on goal. I think his shot prop was only two and a half. So, yeah, that's another factor. It's just, you know, when you're playing in front of home, what do you want to do? You, you want to try to take the onus a little more on yourself, uh, and you want to impress everybody that's out there supporting you. So, uh, you shoot the puck a lot more. You know, that's the uh, obvious uh, action, uh, I guess you could say, when you're in this uh, kind of situation. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, all right, there you go. That's Minnesota-Ottawa. Again, that game is on at 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow, which is one hour before we're on the air with the uh, Saturday edition of the Ice Guys. So that is why uh, we ended up talking about that game here on this Friday edition uh, of the show. Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us. Hit the like button. Uh, if you haven't done so already, 130 live viewers, the Ice Guys family plan. Uh, make sure you're a member and subscriber, just $9.99 a U.S. Uh, per month. Uh, make sure we uh, will be on the air again next week for an impromptu live betcast. It'll be next week, but we won't tell you the day uh, just yet. We'll just drop in and we will uh, all of a sudden we're live and we're doing a betcast. Come one, come all if you're a family plan or Patreon page member. So uh, looking forward to that next week. Of course, with the family plan and the Patreon page subscriptions, you get, of course, the daily betting card, the player props, Alex's live wagers, uh, and plenty more bonus content and a lot more on the way, especially once we get to the past football season portion uh, of yeah. the NHL season, where we're going to do bonus Q&A videos, bonus you know, segments, theme-related uh, content and shows and videos. So very, very excited to roll those out later in the season for uh, Ice Guys Family Plan members and subscribers and for the Patreon page as well. So make sure you check that out. Yep. Also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. I've been getting emails left and right all over the place with Black Friday deals, Black Friday deals. We got a sale right now all weekend, 20% off of everything. So check out the Ice Guys store right now, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, good stuff indeed. And we shout out our Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys show sponsor, Boston Hemp Inc. 
they are a proud sponsor of the Friday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Of course, we will have bargain bin special of the night and best bets coming right up. But first, here they are, Boston Hemp Inc., our Friday, Beantown Friday's Ice Guys show sponsors. Shout out to Boston and Pink. Check them out, bostonandpink.com, Beantown Friday sponsor uh, of the Ice Guys show. Uh, great stuff there indeed. All right, uh, it is time for one of your favorite segments, of course, of the week, the day uh, of the show each and every day. It is time for the Bargain Bin uh, special uh, of the night. And Alex, it sounds like you are in play tonight with the Bargain yes. Bin special of the night. What do you got? Yeah, we'll head up to the Great White North. You got Winnipeg taking on Buffalo. And like I said, next man up mentality for the Sabres, right? You lose Tage Thompson, your star scorer. Everybody's got to step up. And everybody needs to step up with this team anyway. Even if Thompson was in the lineup, this team needs to wake the hell up. They're playing just just miserable compared to what we thought they would be at this point right now. At least I, I do personally. I thought this was going to be a much better hockey team. But that's a side of the point. You got to face what you're facing now. Alex Tuck moving out to the top line, back in the lineup, top line for the power play and uh, regular forward as well. And he's just barely crossing the threshold here. We're going to take him to get a power play point, plus 310. There's some plus 300s in there as well, but plus 310 is available at BetMGM. I think he's going to get a power play point tonight. That's the only way they're really going to have a chance to get things rolling and try to get a win here, get things going on on that special teams, especially with the power play. So we're going to go Alex Tuck to get a power play point, plus 310 tonight for Buffalo. All right, good stuff. There it is. That's Alex Tuck, Buffalo Sabres, power play point, plus 310 for uh, Alex with his bargain bin special of the night. Now, it wasn't his bargain bin special of the night, but he did have in his list of other player props last night, Philip Kurashev for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks power play point, which cashed uh, on the first Chicago goal last night against Tampa Bay. So good find, and that's what you look for. Uh, The players that maybe get more power play minutes, power play opportunities, especially on the top unit. Uh, and that is definitely what you're going to see it looks like tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres with uh, Alex Tuck uh, at the uh, helm. Uh, my bargain bin a special for this uh, show tonight. Um, it's a pretty clear choice for me. Uh, this is someone we've been on a bunch uh, lately. Uh, and it's funny. This is another one of those games where I actually have a bet on the other side of this game. Uh, yet the, the bargain bin player for me is on the, the other team. Uh, and it's going to be the case again here tonight. And that is at plus, it's just good enough to make it. Uh, plus 300 at Bet365, plus 300 at FanDuel. Cole Perfetti, uh, Winnipeg Jets. I think it's a it's still a terrific price considering he has scored now in four straight games. Four straight games with a goal for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, and I think he's got a great chance to make it five straight. He, another guy that's now getting more minutes, playing with the top two lines, power play time as well, feeling confident, four straight with a goal. I think he's got a great chance to make it five straight. Cole Perfetti, Winnipeg Jets, plus 300 
uh, for my bargain bin special uh, of the night uh, for this Friday slate. All right, best bets. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go with the late game, Anaheim, Florida. We'll take the regulation draw, plus 390. Make sure to grab that at FanDuel. That's the best price available in the world. And uh, two of the last three meetings have been uh, going past regulation. That third game, very close to going into OT. We saw empty net goal late in that one. So this could be one of those close kind of late night battles. We see it go past 60 minutes. Let's go with the Panthers, Ducks, regulation draw, plus 390. It's my Friday best bet. All right, there we go. Florida Anaheim draw plus 390, which I also like. Uh, That is the uh, best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith for this Friday. Uh, My best bet for this Friday card. It's not that, though. It's some it's, um, you know, in a very light card. uh, I'm going to rock with by default. It's got to be Buffalo has to be, you know, that's the only one that I feel, you know, somewhat pretty solid about tonight. You know, I like the draw a little bit. Lean Anaheim a little bit. Don't love those. I probably like Buffalo by default the most of those on a very short two-game slate tonight. So uh, Buffalo Sabres, we're going to take a shot here. I don't think it's the greatest spot for Winnipeg. They're playing well. They're, they're having a great homestand, but now they're getting toward the end of that homestand with the Buffalo and the Arizona games back-to-back. Sabres have won each of their last two times. They've made the trip to Winnipeg. So they played well in this building. And I expect for one night they're going to be able to step their game up uh, without Tage Thompson. A lot of times you see teams do that the first game without the star player. So you can get as good as plus 158 right now uh, with Buffalo. Uh, we're going to take that value. Buffalo Sa- And Eric Comrie against his old team, which I like. Uh, Buffalo Sabres plus 158 uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. little underdog action for my Friday night NHL best bet. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live uh, seven days a week, Monday to Friday. Monday, of course, 3 p.m. Eastern for now. And then Tuesday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll be back tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern, for the Saturday edition. Kyle Bond will be alongside us. Uh, as a guest tomorrow as well. Join us for the Saturday edition tomorrow of the Ice Guys. We'll see you then. (laughs) 